3: And welcome to the Full Court Press. Happy Friday, everybody. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the week here on 106NFM, 1390 AM. The Fan, I'm Audrey Salveson. Eric Franson is somewhere out there over a rainbow. Who knows where he's at. Hopefully he'll join us. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Cody Olsen running the board today. Uh, great stuff today. Uh, Jazz get a big win. They get a big pickup. They lose a big player. That's pretty much what it was today. Yep. And now they have to get ready for a uh, Los Angeles Lakers team who's had the day off. And they play tomorrow at 230 uh in the afternoon. That game will be on ESPN and there will be no Donovan Mitchell. I think that is very, very safe to say. Yeah, probably. Uh if you want to text into the Gil Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Again, 435 339 321 in. Uh, to, to yeah, there you <laughs> go. Two in two one to text into the Gil Mortgage text line. Big thanks to Gilmore's for sponsoring the text line. Being a part of our show and being a part of the full court press. And uh, again, uh, a really good show. We'll have a lot to cover for you. We'll get into the list in just a little bit. Um, A couple of things. One, uh, we got a job fair coming up on April 22nd. Don't miss out on that. Uh, It is completely sold out, by the way. I mean, it is full to the brim. And so you'll have a lot of opportunities to meet with people, uh, bring your resume, turn it into them. And they might even sit you down for an interview. Chat with you right there. Can you imagine you're at the job fair? Bring your resume. You know what? I like your resume. Sit down. Let's talk. Uh, Yeah, sit down right here. What's your uh, specialty? What's your qualifications? What's your... <laughs> what are you good at? Favorite snack. Yeah, be, I mean, be, just be ready for it. Be ready for it. Job interview right there, right there on the spot. It's at Castle Manor from 11 to 6 on April 22nd. Don't want to miss it. Be there. Uh, get a good look of, uh, jobs that are opening and, uh, opportunities that are available to you and to, uh, build your career in life. Cody, how are you? I'm doing great. doing all right today? Oh, I'm, I'm chilling. Big okay. Chilling. So we, okay. We need to talk about something. Oh, yes. We do? Yes. And this is not good. Uh-oh. We need to work on your vocabulary. My
4: vocabulary?
3: Because I've heard it's quite you, colorful. Uh, well, I mean, you're on the phone with a friend and you're like, yeah, big feels, man. Big feels, or then you're just. And you did you just tell me you're big chilling? Big chilling. No, you don't add the G onto the end. What is what is why? Big feels. Big chilling. Big feels. What does that mean? Why why we why are we big? Where like why does it? Why can't you just? uh yeah, man. I I I totally feel the same way as you. Or I hundred percent agree with you. Are you the guy? Who Dude, sends adapt, out like I adapt
4: I adapt to my audience. Do
3: that's not our audience. That is not <laughs> even close to our audience. I didn't audience say it was our audience. <laughs> I just I don't understand why you have to talk like a 14 year old. Why you just can't say, Oh, I agree with you. And then I'm like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm big chilling. I'm big chilling. I don't know what the fetch that big means. Feels. And I don't ever want to hear it come out of your mouth <laughs> on our station again. You will be done. Okay. We do not talk like 14 year olds here. We're grown ups. We're adults. Okay, you're married now. Beautiful wife, wonderful lady. Jeez, she doesn't want she doesn't want to hear big chillin' well, out of d- your mouth I on definitely her. don't talk to her. Or like do you that. say or, or do you say oh oh you don't? No. So like I mean I mean, do you she's like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm big chillin' I'm big right chillin', now, hon. Big chillin'. Hey, I am big hungry right now. I'm the I actually L- I, use, I actually hey, can use I step one. in here like you are not <laughs>
5: one to lecture anyone on what they should and shouldn't No, say. D-
3: no, because I don't talk like a thirteen year old. Okay, desperativity is not a thirteen year old. That's a Forty-nine-year-old word. That's a grown-up word. You're, That's a confused. You're around child. Utah State players in that, that is project. not a confused child. That is that is vocabulary at its very best here. But big chilling is definitely not one of those things. <laughs> uh, Eric France, there. I'm Audrey Southson. Again, Cody Ulten on the board. You'll hear from him today throughout the show. Uh, Cody, give us the list today. What do we got on the docket? Yeah, we had a full uh,
4: full day today. Uh, Jazz barely hold off the Pacers. They're up to face the Lakers next tomorrow. Uh, gain Dwayne Wade as a GM or an owner, part-time owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, of course, lose Donovan Mitchell to an unknown ankle injury. Uh, we're going to go through our Friday Friday Five Best NBA Defenders. Uh, and also at the 4.30 mark, we're going to be on the phone with Dan Clayton to talk more about the Jazz and end the day with what to watch for this weekend.
3: Yeah, a lot of good things this weekend, including another. So we talked about the Braves Cubs series this weekend, Eric. Another good series to watch out for. Padres and Dodgers. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be really good. Expect a lot of fireworks there. Uh, again, Dan Clayton of Salt City Hoops will join us at 4:30. We'll talk. We'll talk some Utah Jazz after they get the win, 119-111 over Indiana. They improved to 42 and 14 on the season. Indiana drops. They're already in ninth. They might fall to 10th depending on what happens tonight. They are at 26 and 29 on the season. But the big story is Donovan Mitchell going down. He had 22 points into the third quarter before he uh, landed on an ankle and twisted it. I mean, it looked ugly. It's a right ankle sprain is what they're grading it as right now. We do not know the severity of it. It is an MRI, but the Jazz are optimistic that it is nothing too major. They did conduct x-rays. The x-rays are negative.
5: They are negative, That's which means positive. Sign of, uh, he'll get an MRI later today for the treatment. He's not going to travel with the team to Los Angeles. Wait, yeah,
3: I'd be stunned if he did.
5: Uh, he was... Yeah, because it's the middle of the day. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. You'll probably be seeing it on replays throughout the day. But he's going up to defend a, a pass, isn't it?
3: Uh, Yeah, more or, he's or on less. The, Cody, you the end, saw, the the yeah, the saw the game. Yeah, uh, I
5: saw the game.
4: I believe Mike Conley lost the ball, and then the player that Donovan tripped over kind uh, of got underneath him and just kind of... Like he
5: swung his, his leg yeah, out and he rolled the ball. He's falling down, and his legs are, are kind of clumbing, coming out, and his looks like his... Foot connects with with Donovan's shin, yeah. Which kind of throws his leg a little bit more behind him than he probably would normally like, mm-hmm. and then he comes down awkward on that right foot, yeah, yeah, and uh, basically falls down. And is right at the Indiana bench, yeah. It has to be carried off the court.
3: And he doesn't really put any weight
5: on his on his foot
3: but I, I I'm glad that it's no negatives on the uh, x-ray. And I, I, you know, it it sounds like it is a uh, it's it's a bad sprain. We don't know how what the severity is. We don't know what his timetable to return is. because right, we've
5: seen ankle sprains be any sideline guys from anywhere from two to six
3: weeks and And I think with Donovan, you want him healthy for the play, for the playoffs. So you take your sweet time with this. I know that I mean, we talked about it. you said the Suns have a brutal stretch coming up. Where it's it's massive against a bunch of top Eastern Conference teams. I think all of them are against Eastern Conference playoff teams, uh, and so the Jazz, if they can take care of business and get a win tomorrow, especially, you know, that gives you uh, that gives you a little bit of a cushion before the Suns get onto to their uh, big East Coast gauntlet road trip. If you want to text into the show, love to hear from you about the Utah Jazz four three five. Three three nine zero three two one. Cody, what do we got?
4: Text line has my back. We're going to start with 0-3-0-9-3-3. It says, uh, The diamond play of the game was when Mitchell went out. It helped the Jazz get the win. That's a hot take.
5: Well, certainly the team rallied. They did. They and rallied. That That's a great be, point by 0933. That can be a galvanizing event. Everyone's like, Oh, he's gone. We all got to up our game
3: here. You saw Joe play better, too, in that regard. I mean, Joe really came alive, too. Uh, Rudy was fantastic. Yeah, Rudy. In that I mean, half. what do you what do else do you say about Rudy Gobert that you haven't said before? That I mean, uh, Indiana scored
5: almost as much in the second quarter as uh, as they did the entire second half. Jeez,
3: goodness gracious, man! Uh, in fact, they scored. What did they score in the second quarter? Do you know? I, oh, so they they scored thirty seven in the second quarter. They scored forty two in the second half. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, no, and and I am with the oh nine three three. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely agree to that. Absolutely agree to that. When Donovan Mitchell went down, Jazz really did rally around each other, um, picked each other up. I thought Jordan Clarkson a little bit hectic at times, but was good enough to. Good to see him. Christmas base. Oh my goodness, yes. And they're gonna need him tomorrow too, big time. Um, your guy George Yang was really bad again. Dude, like, and the thing is, is like, every time I see him on the court, I swear he's getting fatter. Really bad. Yeah. Nine points, five boards. He's three for seven from three. Dude, he took some really stupid shots, and then he had a, a couple really bad turnovers. I, I think he had one or two turnovers.
5: Uh, He had zero turnovers. No, he didn't. to him.
3: That's baloney. According to the stat sheet. Well, the stat sheet's biased then. Yeah. I, George Niang is a problem. Going back and, to our guilt dude, mortgage text line. he's getting fatter line. by the day, too. Like, I don't know <laughs> no, if it's the Reese's Bunnies that he's eating or what.
5: but That's, man. A, per, that's a personal shot. Go back to our guilt mortgage text line. This is coming in from 2417. Ajay proving he's losing touch. Uh, no
3: one says big
5: chilling. Losing touch with the youth of today, like us old people. Ask the,
3: <laughs> ask the
4: text line if they say big chilling. They Al- don't.
5: Also says, this could be the rest Mitchell needs. Huh?
3: And excuse me, Niang played well. Okay, well, fine. I thought Nying wasn't that great, but got a couple Ning fans out there. You were off I'm not podcasting
5: ask, with somebody I, else for I, most of the game. Hey, I'm know? not going to
3: ask you who your sixth man of the year is, though. We already know who it is. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. You're going to say that on air. Off Absolutely. air, though. We'll we we know what your needs true to hear feelings it. are. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I not a big fan of George Nying. But he's going to have to play a lot tomorrow. He's going to have to be really good but tomorrow, too. it was too. an
5: interesting move. Uh, Derek Favors was out today. It yep. was an interesting move that the Jazz had Ursan Ilyasova.
3: Yes, yeah, seven minutes out of as him. As the
5: primary backup to whenever Rudy went out um, to play kind of a five-out kind of a, a lineup. He hit a three. He did. He did. Listen, you're critical rebound. of Arion Ilyasova. But uh, I think... <laughs> During a five-out like that, the, this, it threw the spacing off. It seemed that the Jazz were a little bit more confused about who was doing what and how to do it properly. It, it just—it was a lineup that we really haven't seen much of.
3: Every starter except for Mitchell played 30-plus uh, minutes. O'Neal played 34, by was 33. Gobert, 38. Mike Conley returned to play 32 minutes. Uh, Mitchell, of course, only played 21 before the injury. Nying played 15, Clarkson 27, Eagles 26, and I say this, Eric, because tomorrow, in a back-to-back against the Lakers, without Donovan Mitchell, uh, and I don't know if Mike Conley plays or not, I know he hasn't played a lot of back-ends of the back-to-back games, but if he doesn't play, you're going to have to ask a lot out of your bench tomorrow again.
5: Oh, wow, yeah. Well, Rudy had to play 38 minutes is a concern. Yeah. I mean, there was no Derek Favors, so he was he had to do a little bit more. I don't know if Derek's going to be available tomorrow or not. I, I, he, or if it was I just hope so. A rest game for him. Rudy Gobert was
3: great. Thirteen points, twenty three boards. Uh, Bogdanovich had twenty four points. He was really good in the second half. As was Ingles. Ingles. Uh, in fact, Chris O'Neill had seven points. Uh, was great defensively. Uh, Mitchell had twenty two. Conley had ten and ten. Uh, Clarkson had in 27 minutes 18 points. Ingles had 11 points a lot of it, a chunk of it in the second half uh, Ilya Sova had 3 points a 1-3 of shooting and George Ying had 9 on 3 of 8 uh, 3 of 7 from deep uh, and Oni played 4 minutes, had no points 1 rebound and Jawan Morgan also 3 minutes 2 points for him.
5: Yeah that was a they tried the Ilya Sova as the backup and then they did that for a little while, then they said, Well, let's try Morgan at, at the center position. Um, uh, so you might see a little bit more of that here and there if if Favors is gonna be intermittent. Cause George Yang's not gonna play down in your center. Yeah. He's a stretch four. Uh, need somebody to mix it up in the paint.
3: The big thing, and I think it kind of points to oh nine three three um their point that you know they were down seventeen at one point. Mitchell goes out and they rallied from a 17 point deficit and at one point had a 10 point lead. I mean, they were like, they turned around. But the whole thing of getting down double digits and then having to rally back is kind of getting old. Like, when can they play a complete, full 48 minutes of basketball where they dominate?
5: Well, the other thing that was interesting is that uh, when the game is over, when it's all said and done, the Jazz had 48 points in the paint, Indiana had 46. It was so flip flopped in Indiana's favor in the first half. So what the Jazz did in the second half, it's like, look, the three-point shot, it's somewhat working but not really great. We have to attack the basket. They did a much better job of that in the second half. They took it away from Indiana in the second half. So, look, yes, it was frustrating that they were down, but this is what top-level teams do. They figure out adjustments, and they come back, and they find ways to win in other ways. That's what the versatility of this Utah Jazz team is about. Because they didn't just all rely on threes to shoot themselves back into the game. They found other ways to get it done and ended up having more points in the paint than Indiana did. But in the first
3: quarter, first
5: half, it was way lopsided for Indiana.
3: Uh, Utah now has a one and a half game lead over Phoenix at 42 and 14. Phoenix 40 and 15. Uh, Clippers are three and a half games behind at 39 and 18. And then it's just a major drop. Nuggets without Jamal Murray still are stand six and a half behind. Lakers are eight. Portland is ten. Dallas, Memphis are your final seven and eight seeds with Golden State and San Antonio at the ninth and tenth spot, which again plays a critical role because they will have a chance to be a part of the play-in tournament. To get in to the eighth, seventh, and eighth spot of the NBA playoffs. Um so it's a, it, it's big to win this game. If you can go and get at least one of the next two. I know Leon Rose hates when I do this. But if you can split with the Lakers.
5: Why are you always talking about splits? Hey you
3: like love to split any man no. I know. Yeah, I love the splits. Does it hurt? Absolutely. But do you know what? It's better than you know, it's better than getting swept. Because you know, what? I thought we were gonna split with Boise. So we got swept. That's my bad. We're gonna split with the Lakers. All right. A lot of uh,
5: text coming through here on the Guild Morgan. Oh, sweet. Text Let's line. hear it. Nine three one five. George did a good job today. He won't be. He won't be jelly of AJ. Take on him. Okay, oh, don't. There it is. Don't.
3: Uh, Come on.
5: Also, he says this is coming from a guy that says Jinx. Jinxie. Okay, get it right. Three, four, two, six. As Rudy Gobert said, as long as we're healthy, we're good. As long as they win, I really don't care for the number one seed and healthy for the playoffs. That's all that matters.
3: They're going to need that number
5: one seed too. It it does matter because look, you're going to face teams that are going to beat each other up just to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Now the two seed gets that same advantage, but you may also be looking at the Lakers. Are they going to be at a four or five, or are they going to drop to a six? Hmm. Or are they going to move back up to the three? Hey, you want to a,
3: avoid the Lakers as far as you. can. Well, here's the question: Do the Lakers play for like a matchup? They're like, you know what? We want to play you guys instead of playing you guys. So if the Clippers are the three seed or the you know two seed or whatever they are, three seed, they're going to face the Jazz. And so the Lakers are like, well, we want to avoid the Clippers at all cost. So let's 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 find a way to make it's that happen. Possible. Could be some games. Jazz did that in season. Yep. Jazz did when it backfired because the Nuggets ended up kicking the crap out of them anyways kicking the crap out of him and what's seven dude they won they were up three games Kicking to the one crap one. out of them no, you got swept no no dude when you're up three one and you lose a seven game series you you got the crap kicked out Oh, no. yes that's that is worse than getting swept two four one seven
5: didn't think you were that flexible AJ splits do hurt a lot
3: you know being from India I've been blessed with a lot of talents splits are one of them
5: okay I'll take your word on that you want to see it? No, I really don't. Oh. 0933 uh, the Jazz <laughs> are just getting back to the Jazz of old. I've been waiting all year for this. <laughs> also, and with Dwayne Wade being a small owner, LeBron may be coming to Utah in a couple of years. Nope,
3: Donovan Mitchell's going to Miami. So it's ridiculous. Why there. would
5: Donovan Mitchell go to Miami if Wade so is in, in
3: ownership in Utah? Dude, that, that, that's part of the long game. It's a call it's called the long con, okay? As a former expertise in the heist business, it's um, like a shell game. I'm gonna have you looking here, but you really am
5: going over there. No, no,
3: I'm just playing mind tricks with you and such, you know, just kind of playing like a fiddle. And then it's a very, very like, expensive mind game. No, it well it is because I get really rich at the end because it's a long con, and that's what this is. Okay? You'd never it's, expect it's, it. It's Dwayne Wade playing the long con and then getting Mitchell to go to Miami, maybe Bajanovich. I don't think Gobert's gonna do it. Probably Ingles. Yeah. So, it it's awesome. And by the way, we do need to talk about that. Uh, Dwayne Wade is became a minority owner in a partial share of the uh, Utah Jazz, which is really awesome. Actually, a, a guy of that caliber, um, obviously a three time NBA champion. Um, uh, well, he's an NBA Finals MVP as well. So that that Good is businessman. Yeah good incredibly smart with that kind of stuff and cuz he's worked around he's worked around LeBron James that's that's actually a massive get for the Utah Jets. that's that is really cool or would you say LeBron James has worked around Dwayne Wade no cuz LeBron was doing business things before Dwayne Wade ever wanted to LeBron was doing who, it when did, he, who Le- did
5: LeBron want to go play with? LeBron went to Miami because he wanted to be with Dwayne Wade
3: no, you didn't get Dwayne Wade no. to come to Hold Cleveland on. because no one wanted to go to Cleveland. Who wants to go play with Anderson Varejao and and Daniel Gibson? Nobody wants to go play with those guys. Okay, like it's it's when you go to recess, okay, and you've you know you got a choice of kids to play with. You're gonna play with the guys who have the really nice shiny basketball, not the kids who are playing duck duck goose on the dang smint. Okay, that's that's what you're getting. You are you'll play duck duck goose and you'll play with the new shiny basketball. Miami's the new shining basketball. Okay? Cleveland is duck duck goose. All right. So in so in honesty, uh LeBron. So you went, leave your kingpin to go somewhere else.
5: To go play with my friend. Right. He's a like no, yeah. so I'm just saying, look, LeBron left to go play with Dwayne. Dwayne yes. didn't leave to go play with LeBron. So
3: Oh, okay. Well, maybe LeBron. No. Again, it's either Cleveland or... Do you want to go play... Okay, would you rather go on vacation to Cleveland or Miami?
5: If we're talking vacations, I'd rather go to Miami.
3: Well, okay then. Would LeBron rather spend his off-seasons in Cleveland or Miami? Miami! Off-season, you spend wherever. Doesn't matter. Well, for him at Dixie, he had to go to Akron or he had to stay close to home or whatever. Now he could go to Miami. He could hang out with his best friend, Dwayne Wade, for a full season of basketball. Four of them. Yeah, like LeBron went to Dwayne Wade. Yes, absolutely. So maybe it was LeBron who was learning business and all those other things
5: from Dwayne Wade rather than the other way around. LeBron was
3: uh, LeBron was starting his business life when he was what, 20 years old, maybe 19. He was already working on things. Dwayne Wade had no so it was idea. Dwayne. No, he wasn't. Dwayne Wade had no. Dwayne Wade had endorsements before LeBron did. No, LeBron had endorsements before Dwayne Wade did. I don't remember Dwayne Wade on national television during a high school game. I, I I don't I don't think I ever saw that. No, and I don't remember seeing LeBron James or Dwayne Wade do like, you know, all these commercial endorsements as a rookie. Look, the, he won a championship before LeBron
5: showed up. No, he don't, was already don't, a household Give, me, me, a name. Break. give me a break. He was already well known, well respected. On, Eric,
3: he was already no. a bankable name. LeBron before James played. LeBron James played a prime Tim Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker in the in the NBA Finals. Dwayne Wade with Shaquille O'Neal, Eddie Jones, and Pat Riley as their coach ended up playing the Dallas Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki. That's right. I only named one guy on the Dallas Mavericks. That's who they played in the NBA Finals. So who do you think was going to have the better matchup? No, All I'm saying is that he won an NBA Finals before LeBron did.
5: And he, oh, he, he was, a, an- oh, he was a, a well-known name and a bankable name for, for endorsements. And maybe, I'm just sure. saying, maybe and how
3: LeBron how old was he? we trying his to career? suggest that Dwayne three learned from LeBron. He was, what, three years into his career? Right? In 03? He got drafted. Dwayne Wade did. LeBron was doing endorsements and stuff during his rookie year without winning an NBA championship. Without ever winning a title, he was doing NBA endorsements. Or sponsors and Gatorade stuff. And, I mean, everything. Dwayne Wade... Didn't get his endorsements and his attention until 06, after they won the NBA Finals. And everyone was like, hey, got to get this Marquette kid. Man, we got to get him doing some commercials with us. Yeah, let's get him here. Let's let him do this. Then all of a sudden, it all came. And by the way, nobody really knew or really watched Dwayne Wade play basketball again until 2010 when LeBron went there. Then all the attention flocked over there. How's our text line? Six eight zero four. Okay.
5: Wait a second. Back in the day, Cleveland had Anderson V and
3: Big Z. Oh, don't and de- no, don't. And do LeBron this.
5: signed his Nike deal the year he was drafted. Dwayne Wade had a contract with a Chinese shoe company. Okay. Thank you. Made in China. Three four two six. Dwayne Wade's first endorsement deal was with Converse in two thousand three, and LeBron's first
3: endorsement deal was with Nike in two thousand three. Same year. But again, LeBron was on national television for his high school games at Sports Illustrated. 9315, Ajay and Lala land again. And conspiracy
5: theorists now, Ajay?
3: Okay, Leon Rose, it's time to put down the phone. Okay. Time to think about some of the things you're texting right now. And if they're good texts.
5: We do need to take a, a timeout here for just a minute. But oh, uh, got a, another quick text here. This could be a good conversation a little bit later on. Maybe a good question for Dan Clayton when he joins us. Okay. How are the Jazz going to handle scoring under 100 in the playoffs when teams play actual defense? Ooh, good question. And 6804, uh, so Dwayne Wade wore Chuck Taylors. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
5: I used to have a pair of Chucks. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. All right, we do need to take a time out here on the full court press. We got Dan Clayton coming up, uh, Salt City Hoops. Yeah, friend of the program. Love
3: Dan Clayton. Does
5: great work. Dan is one of those guys that definitely knows how to go on a deep dive into the data and then make some fun sense out of
3: it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I'm I'm interested and I'm intrigued, Eric, by getting some of his thoughts of uh, you know the MVP race. I mean, I think this ankle injury might erase Donovan completely out of it. But, I mean, Rudy Gobert, I mean, is he making a running for it? Can he still stay alive in this race? Uh, also interested in uh, – you know, that's a great question about the defense. I mean, in scoring, I mean, how do they handle that with when they play a really good, full, healthy team defense and, and uh, they don't have that star score in mean, Donovan Mitchell?
5: Right, and the stretch of games that they have in front of them that they'll have to try to figure it out without Donovan.
3: I told you the jazz. Like, if
5: I'm – if I'm Phoenix and I just lose my star, oh, yeah. I think I'm more nervous yeah. about my standings in the Western Conference race than if I'm the Utah Jazz and I just lost my star.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. No, absolutely. Hey, but I did tell you at one point the Jazz would lose the number one seed. I haven't lost it yet. It's coming, folks. Brace for it. Here comes the storm. You also thought they'd be a seven or eight seed. Storm's coming. Earlier in the year. Yeah, that was that wasn't entirely my fault. I was duped. You were on something. <laughs> I was duped. My sources. Your sources.
5: Uh, All right, Dan Clayton great. coming back. Dan Clayton coming up. Also, our Friday Five Best. Who are the five best defenders in the NBA right now?
3: I bet you have George Nying on that list, too. Who is I bet you on you do. your
5: list? Uh, and I think there's different rankers you can look at. I looked at a few and was surprised by some that I saw. But uh, who are the best defenders in the NBA right now? Um, and then we'll also, you know, Utah uh, State Aggies, they've got a spring scrimmage coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. right. What do you want to see? Uh, who are you going to pay, be paying close attention to when they play tomorrow? Well, that's all I had coming up here on the Full Court Press. No
1: word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date?
7: Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together.
1: Probably.
0: Hey, are you sure
6: you're okay to drive?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
7: Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign.
6: Tips that are easy to understand and tailored to your lifestyle.
3: I like that too.
6: Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Just head to aceyourretirement.org and make your plan to start saving for retirement. Thanks. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council.
3: Full-court press, Eric Franson, and am Salveson. Cody Olsen on the board. All right, uh, Utah Jazz get the win over the Indiana Pacers, though they do lose Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I just saw Bogey's quote. Um, I just hope it wasn't intentional. That's all I'm going to say about that, end quote. Yikes. Dan Clayton of Salt City Hoops now joins us here to talk about Jazz basketball. Recap their win over the Pacers. Dan, how we doing? Oh, Dan, you got us?
8: Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, sorry. Oh, you're good. My, device, my devices are arguing with we, with each other. Yeah, that's, that's usually always how Eric, fun. Yeah. Well It's Eric, like us in the studio, we're
3: oh, always arguing with okay, each other. Okay, okay, calm down. Uh, Dan, big win for the uh, Utah Jazz. Uh, after the loss of Mitchell, uh, what stood out to you the most about how the Jazz were able to rally from a 17-point deficit and win this game?
8: Yeah, defense, mostly. I mean, Rudy Gobert was just, he was ridiculous in the second half of that game, but... Um, you know, Domana Sabonis had, had really, you know, he'd gotten the best of Rudy a couple times in that matchup in the early part of the game. And, and Rudy is, is the type of, <clears throat> he's the type of basketball sociopath. And I mean that in the best way possible who like when you, when you eat his lunch a little bit, he's going to, he's going to take that personally and he's going to come back and he's going to want to get you back. And, he he certainly shut Sabonis down in the third quarter. And then even into the fourth quarter, you just saw Sabonis um, kind of being afraid to do the, to do some of the same things with the basketball that he had tried earlier in the game because of how consistently Rudy had, had shut him down after halftime. And that really gummed up Indiana's offense because so much of their offense does move through the all-star big man. So, you know, really, I think it was, it was just the the stinginess of Utah on defense that even gave them a chance to be in a game but frankly, they had no business being in, you know, having been down by by 17 points early and then by 13 at the half. It's it's kind of amazing that they were in position to win that game at all, and, and especially that they wound up winning by, you know, a margin of, I think, 8 points, 8 or 10 points. Um, yeah, yeah eight. 8. So, yeah, it was, it was mostly just the way they turned it around on the defensive end.
5: So, well, you don't know how long Donovan's going to be out just yet. He's got another MRI, uh, well, not another, he's got a... An- an MRI scheduled. He already had X-rays, um, but it's he's going to miss some time. We know that. We don't know how much time. How yeah. does this team? I mean, how looking at the games ahead, how does this team move forward without Donovan in the lineup? Or the short term?
8: Yeah, that's that's the question, man. Um, <laughs> so the the Jazz have this um, this baseball series against. Um, L.A. They have consecutive games against the Lakers tomorrow afternoon and then again on Monday evening. Um, the good news for the Jazz is that after that, after those games, and remember that LeBron James is still out for those Laker games and, and Anthony Davis is is doubtful to return for either of those Jazz games. So they'll face a starless um, or, or worst case scenario, one star L.A. team. And then after that, they have exactly three games left against teams with a, with a winning record. They have home games against Portland and Denver, and they have one visit back down to Phoenix. So the rest of their games should be pretty winnable games. So, so I still think that Utah has a, has a pretty good chance to have the inside lane on holding on to that top seed, even with a Donovan Mitchell injury. But obviously, if, if he's going to miss any real length of time, then you know that does affect that does affect championship odds, right? Like this is a year that the jazz were poised to go into the playoffs thinking like they had a shot, right? Like they're not favorites, but that's because this particular year, nobody's a favorite. There are, you know, four teams in the West um, after the Jamal injury, the Jamal Murray injury in Denver, um, you know, depending on how real you think Phoenix is, there are four teams in the West that believe they have a real shot. There's three 3.5 teams in the east that think they have a real shot. The Jazz are in that group of, you know, seven or eight title contenders. And um, you know, if if they do have to be without Donovan Mitchell for a long stretch of time, then they have to really reinvent a lot of things. They have to completely rethink their rotation because right now what they're doing with with staggering the three all-stars and, you know, letting Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley sub back in and kind of go beat up on bench units that only works because they have Donovan Mitchell and, and because Donovan is as good as he is and he can carry that sort of hybrid bench unit that helps them bridge from the starting lineup to when Mike and Rudy check back in. So, you know, who knows if that's still going to be available to them while they wait for Donovan to get healthy. And, you know, obviously, as you mentioned to Eric at this point, we don't know, if, if that waiting process is, you know, a few days, a week, a couple of weeks, or, you know, a month or more, we'll just have to wait for more from, uh, from the Jazz's medical team.
5: Well, And I think as a follow-up to that, this is a discussion we've been having this week, is really how important is it to still have that number one seed? Uh, we're seeing teams in the East, uh, other teams uh, purposely resting their players. They don't seem to really care about their seed as long as they're healthy for the playoffs. Is it a similar think, situation for the Jazz or is that number 1 seed really important for Utah?
8: No, I think in the Western Conference it's really important this particular year. And the reason I say that is cuz again, you've got you've got five really really good teams in the West. Probably, you know, probably the Jamal Murray injury takes Denver out of being real real title contenders. I mean, you know, they they still I guess are there with a puncher's chance in the sense of like, you know, if somebody if if an opponent turned an ankle at the wrong time or whatever. But, you know, like you've got LALA, Utah, Phoenix, and Denver as sort of the first tier when everybody's healthy. Then you've got, at 6 and 7, you've got Portland and Dallas, two really good teams who are led by all NBA-level superstars. And then you've got a big gap between 7 and 8. So I think that this is a year where it really does matter to be number one because, you know, if you're the number one seed, you're going to face, you know, memphis or san antonio instead of facing um portland or dallas um also you know i think it might also just matter from a standpoint of momentum right the jazz have held that number one seat since early february and i think it is kind of a point of pride and a point of like mental momentum to say you know look like there have been some up and downs honestly but if you can look at your if you can look at your teammates and say Hey, we've we've dominated the league this year. I I think that that mentally is worth something and emotionally worth something going into the playoffs. But you know, again, what's worth more than that? Having your guys healthy and especially having a star like Donovan Mitchell healthy. So they'll obviously make smart decisions about the long term of of both you know this year's title chances, but also Donovan's future and the team's future. But I think if they can get him back and um, you know try to capitalize on this opportunity and and cash in on on all their great play up to this point, that's put them in a position to be 42-14 and with 16 games left and to have a shot at making some noise in the postseason.
3: People have been blaming the Jazz schedule, and I've been going against that fault, that the schedule is what it is. You get injured if you get injured. Would you agree to the schedule that it has been a little bit grilling, or um, do you not believe that argument?
8: You know, I do. So, like, we know that factually, the season has been compressed because they're trying to fit in seventy-two games in a shortened calendar. Because you know, they they couldn't start until they felt like they had a handle on their COVID protocols, and and until the nation's numbers, frankly, were in a place where it was even safe to put you know fifty people in a gym together at minimum. So, like, that's that's factual. Um, now, like, I don't know enough to say that. Jamal Murray's injury wouldn't have happened if he'd played one fewer game in the previous seven nights, right? Like, like it's basketball. So like sometimes guys get injured. It sucks. It's, it's really, it's a bummer that we don't get to see Jamal Murray follow up on last year's amazing playoff performance, but I'm, I'm not sure that we can necessarily, you know, from our comfortable sofas make the determination that it was, that it was because of, of one thing or another thing that what I will say though, is that obviously, you know, we know because of, of all the advanced, you know, the way science has advanced around understanding our bodies and the whole kinetic chain is that, you know, if you're, if you're playing on a sore ankle, then your knee's at risk. And if you're playing on a sore knee, then your hips at risk. And if, you know, just that everything's connected in the body and, you know, I think that's what a lot of players are trying to get us to understand is this idea that like it's it's not about the number of games, it's about the lack of recovery time and the lack of time to get yourself whole before the next time that you got to go out and play, you know, a back-to-back or play four games in six nights, six nights or something like that. So, you know, I don't pretend to know cuz I'm not a professional athlete and I'm not a doctor or an orthopedist, but at the end of the day, you know, it is it is a season where we've seen more games compressed into into a, a shorter span. I I think not to not to go on here, Ajay, but um Tim McMahon of ESPN tweeted some tweeted some figures that he was that he was quite obviously fed from the league office who was doing a little bit of damage control. But they you know they basically pointed out that like I don't remember the specific numbers, but it was something like this year teams are averaging three point six games per week instead of three point four games per week. So like it is more it's not like crazy more. It's not a, it's not like such a difference that you go, man, how are these guys like able to walk down the street? But, you know, obviously if the players are telling us that it's impacted them, then we should listen and we should, um, you know, try to have some empathy and understanding of, of what they're going through and why this is a season where rest has been so important to so many teams.
5: Dan Clayton with salt city hoops and uh, talking about the Utah jazz and Dan, this uh, I guess this NBA race to the finish line here. Just uh, yeah, how many games left? Fifteen, uh, twenty
8: for the Jazz. Yeah, tw- uh, as many as twenty for the Spurs, but in that somewhere in that range for just about everybody.
5: So, uh, for the Jazz to maintain that top spot, I mean, a, a quick guess estimate: where do they? What's their record need to be in that fifteen or sixteen game span?
8: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that they're pretty comfortable because. Um, they're back to having a, a full game and a half lead over Phoenix after today's win, um, or excuse me, a, a full game. I should say, no, it is it's a game, a game and, and, half, and a half. My bad. Yeah, game moment, and a half yeah. over Phoenix. Um, th- the difference is that Phoenix has a bunch of tough games left. Phoenix has.
5: They got a brutal um, East Coast road trip here,
8: right? They do. Yeah. So um, they have seven games left against teams that have the best ten records in the league. Utah oh. only has five. <laughs> and two of them they 'll play this weekend against the Wounded Lakers. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, the jazz have eight games left against the bottom ten teams, and Phoenix only has two of those types of games and they 're both on the road. so you know we could go through um, there are a lot of different ways to measure strength of schedule, but if you look at the basic thing, which is just average the average record of their remaining opponents, the jazz will face on average from here on out teams that are 449 in winning percentage and Phoenix will face teams that are 554 in winning percentage. So that's a pretty large gap. So Utah realistically probably just needs to find a way to get to like 52 or 53 wins, which would be another 10 or 11, um, out of the remaining 16. And, you know, I think that's doable. Although again, you know, a lot of it depends on how much time they're without Donovan Mitchell and how they can do in, in games like the two coming up against LA.
3: I want to ask about Rudy Gobert in the uh, MVP race. Look, if if it's the Lakers, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Miami Heat, then it's, it's their best player in a clear runaway for the MVP <laughs> award. But because it's the Utah Jazz, they can't sniff even the top five. Give me your thoughts on, like, if you had to play the devil's advocate of why Rudy Gobert is not in consideration for the MVP award, it would be? Well, I think what's tough about the Jazz is that they don't have – a quote-unquote
8: traditional superstar, right? Like, even among the fan base, I think that you find differing opinions on is the real engine behind their success Rudy Gobert's defense and presence as a role man, or is it Donovan Mitchell's creation and shooting and scoring? So, you know, I think that that's one of the things that makes it tough is that there's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of one siphoning votes off from the other, you know, frankly, I I think that if you look at advanced measures, um, things like you know, 538, the the forecasting website, they have a metric called Raptor, in which Rudy Gobert literally ranks in the top three in the league. Um, there's a website called bballindex.com that has a, a metric called LeBron, and Rudy Gobert leads the league in that metric. And again, these are just kind of all-in metrics that people have designed. To use a combination of box score data and and how a team performs while players on the court versus off to try to approximate their overall value, and because metrics like that, you know, just see the impact that he's had on the Jazz from a scoreboard perspective, uh, you know, those metrics would say that it's crazy to not at least have Rudy Gobert on your MVP ballot. On your MVP ballot, you know, maybe he's not in the first spot on ballots, but that he should be somewhere on. On uh, you know these voters, these voters forms when they send them in. I don't think it'll play out that way. I think he'll get. I think he'll get some token votes, but I really think that this that the award is Nikola Jokic's to to lose this year, especially if the Nuggets are able to keep their momentum going and keep their foot on the pedal with this uh, Jamal Murray injury news.
5: Dan, last question for me, and you've already kind of alluded to this. The Jazz will need to change a little bit philosophically how they approach offensively and defensively, their opponents without Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. So who, yeah. who in your mind will need to step up to play a larger role, to have a bigger impact until he comes back?
8: Well, so it's funny because I, you know, I think when you talk about offense, there's like, there are scorers and there are shot creators. And what's tough for the jazz is that Donovan Mitchell is really the one guy who's both things, right? like, Jordan Clarkson can go out and get his own shot anytime he wants, right? And he can score with moderate efficiency. Um, he can go eat possessions and score a bunch of points and whatever. But he's not a guy you want running your offense for lengthy periods of time because he's not a shot creator. He's not like a facilitator. Mike Conley and Joe Ingles are facilitators. Um, they, they are guys who you want running the offense, but they're not guys that you can just say, all right, go find a way to score 13 points in this quarter and get in. So I think that's, what's a little complicated um, is that the jazz aren't going to, they aren't going to be able to just turn to one player and say, Hey, go out and be the new Donovan Mitchell. I think to your point, they're going to have to restructure themselves a little bit philosophically and say, Hey, at times we're going to have to be okay with Jordan Clarkson or Bojan Bogdanovic, just like getting up shots. And there are other times where we're going to be methodical and we're going to have, you know, some half court pick and roll offense facilitated by, Conley and Ingalls and, you know, hope that that produces, you know, some advantage basketball. And, and I think it's going to have to be a blend of those things. They just don't have a guy who, who really can fill both of those roles. And, um, and then, you know, just to say nothing of, like I mentioned before, their rotation is going to have to change. They can't do with their rotation, what they've been doing for the, for these previous 56 games, because that has worked for them. Because Donovan is is capable of carrying that that sort of inter that that interstitial group that carries the team for a few minutes while Rudy and Mike get rests. Because you know Rudy and Mike have been running three stints per half, and I'm not sure they can continue to do that if if there's no Donovan to keep the team afloat in those minutes. Unless unless you know. Bogey or or someone like that just goes crazy over the last 16 games or or whatever portion of those Donovan misses.
3: Dan, from a national perspective, I've been saying that the Lakers are just kind of playing on the playground until it gets serious, (laughs) and then when the guys get healthy, all hell's going to break loose. Uh, Maybe. I mean, with this, when LeBron and AD get healthy, do the Lakers really care where they get seated because they know when they get their full complementary guys back and they're all healthy – that they're going to run the table or, I mean, where's your thought process with them?
8: Well, uh, so here's what I'd say about LA, like their defense is real and their defense has held up even while the guys have been out, right? Even without LeBron and AD, they've been guarding really well. Um, They've got good depth from a defensive perspective. Now, again, they don't have a lot of ways to generate offense. So that's what they've really been missing with those guys out. And that's why they've basically been a 500 team since LeBron hurt himself in that, in that Atlanta game you know, once they do get healthy, I do think they will, they will vault right back to being most people's favorite or co-favorite to come out of the West. I think where it gets a little dicey is, you know, remember that LeBron James is 36 and you know, he's like, he's amazing. The guy is amazing. He's a savant. He's a, he's an incredible athlete. He's doing things at age 36 that haven't been done at that age since like, Carl, and honestly, even Carl didn't, didn't like, perform at this level if you look at the full statistical contribution, um, but when a 36-year-old, and I say, like, hey, I'm 41, so, like, I understand, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here, if I didn't play basketball for two months and then suddenly came back and just expected myself to be at the same level, like, Sometimes the human body can't just flip that switch anymore when you're in your upper 30s and beyond. And so I think we have to see first, like, how LeBron looks when he gets back and and if he needs some time to sort of shake the rust off. And, you know, that's less true for AD because he's younger. But let's remember that AD's thing was like a a, a lower calf slash Achilles. Like, those injuries can be tough for guys from an explosion standpoint. So I think we need to see how they look before we schedule any parades. But, you know, obviously they, um, they, they're they probably going to be the road team in every series they play this off season or this postseason, and that matters too. Um, but, you know, let's say they line up across from Denver without Jamal Murray, and in the second round they, they're playing at Utah. And in, if they make it to the conference finals, they're playing – at the Clippers or at the Suns. Like, those are three tough series. So I do think that, you know, they can't just sort of, they can't just expect to magically find it. They're going to have to really focus on getting those guys back to their to their peak levels or near their peak levels. And I just don't know that that's as automatic a thing after a long-term injury at that age. But, you know, again, the the dude is special, and he's made a career out of, like making people like me look stupid for doubting him. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, Dan, it's always great stuff. Always appreciate the insight. Uh, you always do your homework and bring uh, great takes on the show. We appreciate your, your time today, especially after a really interesting game. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about the impact of Dwayne Wade as an owner. No, not at all. It really impacts the game that much, but maybe in future years. But we do appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for coming on, and, and tell us a little bit more about your thoughts about the Utah Jazz. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks, fellas. All right. Again, uh, Dan Clayton, Salt City Hoops, yeah, always
3: great, in great stuff. himself, he is incredible, and we'll be having him on in the near future, especially when we get to playoff time. Yes. Got to take another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. We'll be back.
9: Ladies, have you ever felt bloated for no good reason? Pelvic pain or pressure? Too full, too fast, even if you're eating just a little bit? Not so unusual, right? But if you have any of these things and they go on for two weeks or longer, see a doctor. Because bloating, feeling too full too fast, and pelvic pain or pressure that doesn't go away can be signs of a gynecologic cancer, like cervical, ovarian, or uterine cancer. And if your periods are heavier or longer than usual, or you have bleeding after menopause, see a doctor right away. It may be nothing, but find out for sure. Learn the symptoms. Listen to your body. For more information about gynecologic cancers, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from HHS and CDC's Inside Knowledge Campaign.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at
3: 1069thefan.com. Full court press. Eric Francis Amaje Salveson, uh, Cody run running the board. Great stuff by Dan, dude. He's like he's got a locked in, locked down. He's always got great info for us. Yeah, he's always the wheels are always spinning. Up spinning, there. yeah, yeah. And he does great and, work. But he thinks of it in a different way than most people would. Like Tony Jones has got great insight. I mean, incredible insight and a relationship with, you know, a professional relationship with the team where he can give you a little bit more juice than you would probably get. But Dan, the way he brings it, just from like, uh, not only just a fan perspective, but like I mean, a thought perspective of where numbers are, teams are, thought process in that, uh, the way he attacks it is is just incredible. So awesome What's to up? have him on today. Uh, during the during the interview, nine three one
5: five text in, AJ, Look at the Jazz schedule. Even without diving for a few games, they can still win the number one seed.
3: Yeah, but here's the problem. Sure, we-
5: sure. You were duped, or maybe just on dope with your sources.
3: Uh, dude, I am dope. Was is that the word these days? I'm dope. The word is dope, Aj. <laughs> I'm dope. So yeah, I am dope. Uh, so here's the thing: is we do they have a favorable schedule? Yes, but I love what Cody said today to a really pessimistic jazz fan that was hanging out with us. That I will leave nameless. Um, you know him very well, Eric. But uh, you know he said, well, "What was it? Uh, how did you say it today?"
4: I just said that the jazz have been playing down to everybody.
3: Yeah, the level. And so that's the thing is, like, they lost to Washington. They had a scrape by Sacramento. Same thing with OKC. They play down to the team's level. That's the scary part. They figure out a way that they're like, you know what? We want to be, we, every, equality is everything in the NBA. So we want to treat you the same, and we're going to play to your level. Even skill game. And that's what just scares the crap out of me. They could go on a five-game losing streak here. They really could. And the Suns will be in first place. Maybe. Am I being pessimistic? Sure. But it no, must yeah, be a-
5: losing Donovan hurts for a lot of reasons. He's able to break down defenses when you need a bucket. There's nobody better on the jazz to do it. Well, yeah. Jordan Clarkson knows how to do it. Yeah.
3: But the, the, consistency's the consistency is more in Donovan than in
5: Clarkson. Right. Um but we've seen this team rally together and and find ways when Donovan was out with his concussion, when Donovan didn't travel with the team because of the plane issue. But they have found ways to win without him. They'll have to find That's ways true. to win for a longer period of time, time. here now. Um, but I, I think I'm more in agreement with with uh, Dan that it's not going to be one guy stepping up. Yeah. It's going to have to be a philosophical change. And I think Quinn Snyder is better than anybody to pull that off.
3: Friday Five Best coming up in the second hour. We'll talk some more jazz basketball. Uh, what preview uh, Aggie scrimmage. Yep. All coming up here on the Full Court Press. Quarterback.
10: I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. Sometimes it feels like the NFL Draft is going to consume the whole world of sports. It comes at a time in late April when baseball's just getting started. Basketball and hockey playoffs haven't heated up yet. Not that that matters. NFL offseason always has a prominent place in the news cycle, but the draft is uniquely positioned for a few reasons. First of all, all 32 teams are involved. That's definitely not going to be the case once the season gets going. It also has an appeal for college fans. Alabama and Clemson don't have pro teams, but they can't wait to see how their players do on April 29th. And they have a lot of guys to root for this year, starting with quarterbacks Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. If you're a serious NFL fan, there's a lot to chew on. What makes one player better than another? What's the best team-building strategy? Who's going to be a bust? It's all fun for debate. We're getting close. Enjoy the hype, because it won't slow down until that last pick is in. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. If you're a business owner who's hiring, you probably face a lot of challenges when it comes to finding that right person for your job, certainly in the last year. But you can post your job to some job board and then all of a sudden hope that the right person magically appears. Don't do that. That's why you should try ZipRecruiter and you can do it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Patrick. You post a job on ZipRecruiter, gets sent out to over 100 top job sites. One click. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and the experience for your job and then actively invites them them to apply. ZipRecruiter is so effective, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the very first day. It's no wonder over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. So while other companies overwhelm you with way too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the right person. What you're looking for right now, try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. Once again, it's a unique place. ZipRecruiter.com slash P-A-T-R-I-C-K.
0: can prevent wildfires. You asked, begged, and even pleaded, and the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: We are... And here's
2: what you need to know. 11 games in the NBA. One today at Utah. The Jazz defeated Indiana 119 to 111, but Donovan Mitchell left with a sprained ankle. He scored 22 points in 21 minutes on the court. Rudy Gobert had 23 rebounds. Dwayne Wade joined the Utah Jazz ownership group. Utah's first in the West. Game and a half over Phoenix now. Among the games tonight, the late contest, 9 30 Eastern. Dallas will host a Knicks team that's won four in a row. USC seven footer Evan Mobley declared the NBA draft. The Cleveland Browns cut defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson after signing Jadeveon Clowney this week. NFL offseason programs are scheduled to begin Monday. 13 teams have declined to participate. Individuals with contract bonuses might participate. The union wants everything prior to training camp to be virtual. The NHL postponed the Colorado Avalanches games through Tuesday. A third player there was added to the COVID list. I'm Steve Desager.
0: Full court press.
2: There is no stopping this
0: team. The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
1: Merrill
3: for the lead. He's
0: got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selves. I'd hate to see
3: how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manager a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like. The Full
0: Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The
3: Fan. Full Court Press, Eric and Amaje Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9thefan.com, and the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Uh, Cody Oates on the run of the board. Appreciate all the great work he does. Big thanks to Dan Clayton for joining us in the first hour to talk Utah Jazz basketball. A lot of great info from him. If you're looking for that interview, we'll post it after the show. You can find it on our podcast or on 106andthefan.com. Jazz gets a big win over the Pacers. They lose Donovan Mitchell for a definite amount of time. We don't know how long that's going to be. MRI is tonight.
5: Right. He had an x-ray and it's negative, which is great. It wasn't a break. uh, But he is getting an MRI, which will uh, give them a little bit more of a clue for the yeah. extent of damage. What are gonna be? Yeah. So, how bad the if it's a sprain, like how bad yeah. the sprain is, any tendon damage or anything like that. Scary what stuff. What kind of a uh, return we can maybe expect? Uh, well, By the get- way, and, and, sorry. Just let me have yeah. you chew on this. Okay. Okay. This is according to uh, ESPN stats and info. All right. The impact of Donovan Mitchell's injury. Okay. He has been averaging 29.6 points per game since the All-Star break. That is the most by a Jazz player since Carl Malone averaged 30.5 after the break back in 1990 and 1991.
3: Wow, so not even his MVP been year. 30 years. Not even his MVP year, huh? Since a player, a Utah Jazz player
5: has done this. Uh, his three 40-point games in April, also the most in a month by a Jazz player since Malone had four. Back in January of 1990.
3: Wow, that is impressive.
5: So, yeah, how do the Jazz rally around Donovan Mitchell's injury and move on without him?
3: Gilmore's text line is open right now 435 339 0321. One more time 435 339 0321. Text into the Gilmore's text line. We'll get your uh, text. Um, uh, love to hear from you. In regards to Jazz basketball, we'll talk to Maggie football coming up as her spring scrimmage is tomorrow. 2 p.m. at the MAV, 1 p.m. gates open. Um, I'll be there, Eric. You'll be there? Yep. And, on it. Actually, Cody's going to go, too. He's going to go uh, big-time chill at the yeah, uh, at we'll the be, MAV. We'll be big chilling up yeah, at big, the MAV. Yeah, big chilling. It'll be dope. It's just so horrible. got to learn how
5: to speak to the kids, Ajay.
3: Dude, the kids aren't listening. The kids actually went to bed. The grown-ups are in, are in town now. 5 o'clock in kay? the afternoon? Yes.
5: <laughs> on the Guild, Guild Mortgage text line, pessimist or realist Salveson is dupe on dope. Stop being Debbie Downer.
3: Who was that? Is that Leon? No, it's not. That was not. three, four, two, six. Okay, I'm not being a Debbie Downer. It's realist. Like, when you guys... Okay, look, Eric, I love you. Okay, you're a nice guy. Okay, you do nice things and stuff, whatever. But you've got to get over this fanboy of the Utah Jazz and be a realist with me. The Utah Jazz are a team that plays great in the regular season. Come playoffs, just melt. I mean, wills fall off. That is a sick photo, by the way. <laughs> that is a freaking awesome I was photo. I'm waiting for you to see that. Oh man, that is cool. It's the uh, classic uh, vintage Dwayne Wade, LeBron James uh, alley oop. Well, Dwayne Dwayne Wade, you know, has his arms spread out while uh, LeBron's about to throw it down. But in this case, they've <laughs> they've put a, a Brian Russell jersey on Dwayne Wade,
5: and who's number two? I don't know what that is. But they've put Ryan Smith's face over uh, LeBron. And it says Jazz W over the basketball. Who
3: would be number two? <laughs> I don't know who that was. That is sweet
5: uh, though. Jazz are undefeated with Ryan Qualtrics and Dwayne Wade as owners.
3: Uh, unless you ask certain people in the state of Utah, especially a certain man from Draper oh, who's not happy with the scholarship God. giveaway. So stupid. Unreal people. And dude, it just it just tells you how far we got to go still. How how we're not even close to where we should be. Some Nimrod thinks that what the Jazz are doing,
5: awarding scholarships underprivileged minority kids kids every time the jazz win a new scholarship will be awarded in the state of utah to state institutions some guy calls the governor on his college show and says hey this is racist what are you going to do to stop this racist practice
3: dude his look on his face was like you're lucky right now i'm on camera and live because i tell you something and he handled it really well he's like no we don't have an issue here it's great you know, Ryan, you know, whatever Ryan and the had to do with their money, it's 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 fine. And I mean, which is the right I mean, yeah, absolutely. But but what I think what was even more sad though, Eric, was when uh the tweet came out about it, um, I think from Governor Cox. Right. Like the replies to it just were absurd. We're like, Well, how come how come you don't include the white kids? Or, you know, you're not including the white kids shows that you might have a bigger problem than just racist. I mean, I was like unreal. And I just, I can't believe, and I'm not saying it because I'm colored. I'm saying it because I've seen it and I've heard about it so and way too much that here in the state of Utah, we just got such a long, long ways to go to figure crap out and to actually, you know, stand on the same ground, to shake hands, to love one another. It's just, yeah. Anyways.
5: Uh, I want to go back to see the governor's original, original uh, answer. Tweet here and I, I'm going to go through all of it. Yeah,
3: no, but and and
5: it. He says, "I hope you will take time to listen to what I actually said." But look, folks, if you're outraged by a private individual trying to help disadvantaged minority kids go to college, then I'm definitely not your guy. Yeah, amen. <laughs> that is the best way to put that and put those people in their place. Yeah, like Wh- he's a. He's a, it's a, that's a private entity. Yeah. He's got his own money. He can decide how to spend it how he wants.
3: Yeah. Like, and if you, and and, and And the
5: fact that he's helping underprivileged people, why do we have, why are we having an issue? Well, and the
3: fact that that you have a problem with it, maybe you need to go like check yourself. If you have a problem with that, you need to go like look at yourself in the mirror and think about where you stand as an individual. Because you're the problem, not Ryan Smith, not Governor Cox, not the minority kids getting the scholarships. It's you as an individual.
5: So i got to ask, do you think that this scholarship campaign that they're doing, Ryan Smith's uh, attitude with the the Five for the Fight, using the opportunity to sponsor the patch on the jersey for cause marketing instead of to promote their own product, do you think those are things that kind of led to Dwayne Wade being attracted to... Shift his attention away from Miami, where he initially engaged discussions with after he retired, and then turned to become a part owner for the Utah Jazz.
3: I know, I know, isn't that crazy? Like Dwayne Wade, out of all the teams in the NBA, yeah, no joke. Honestly, like out of all the teams in the NBA, it was Dwayne Wade choosing the Utah Jazz. And you know, and Eric, that's a great question. I would imagine that there was some kind of conversation in there, that there was a conversation of. Hey, you know what, you know, we've been dealing with some things here, obviously, you know, maybe you can kind of piece it together and, and, and build some middle ground for everyone to stand on and, 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 and look each other in the eye and accept it, you know, accept each other for who they are. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Dwayne's got a kid who, um, how would I say it? Uh, I, if I remember right is off to look it up, I don't want to say it right now, unless I know for sure. I think he's got a kid who's you know going through some of it, um, his well, and I, her own changes and right. his gender identity. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Questions? Sure. And I think so. I think that right there kind of piece it together. Like grounds like, hey, Wick, we know we're trying to work through something. I know, like the way you know with your situation, you know, we I think they can piece together some some uh, kind of a plan here to build the community, uh, the community together to be stronger than what it is right now. And again, I applaud Ryan Smith for what he's doing. Like that is an incredible. Incredible gift. In fact, when he first announced it, everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. And then all of a sudden, it like tunes out to where, you know, now wait a minute. A hold on. Hold on. Is Ryan racist? Does Ryan have issues with white people? I mean, give me a doggone yeah. break, Come Eric.
5: On. 42 wins, and they've also included the preseason. That's a lot of scholarships.
3: Yeah. Which is that great funding. That's great. Let's keep it up. That. I
5: don't know how long they can continue to do that. How many more years? But it's uh, it's huge.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, one nineteen, one eleven. Right. Uh, final score here. The Jazz improved to forty two and, and fourteen. Forty two and fourteen.
5: But but I want to get just uh, before we move past this too much. Uh, but what does that have any impact? Dwayne Wade being a part owner of the Utah oh, Jazz sorry. for a future. Free agents or other yes. interest in the Utah yes. Jazz as yes. an organization. Yes, does that change anything?
3: Yes, like, or was it
5: just like a interesting publicity thing that nobody saw coming? I don't if, think Dwayne we Wade forget about it after. Today. Here's
3: I don't think Dwayne Wade is going to go be a part owner, a minority owner of the Utah Jazz for a publicity stunt. That just doesn't sound like it mixes together well for recipe. I think that there's something that there's a conversation what Dwayne Wade must have had with Mr. Ryan Smith. They found. A a common ground there. They use that common ground to build a friendship, and and you know Dwayne Wade has a great friendship with Donovan Mitchell as well. I think that could help in free agency. I really do. Like imagine you being a free agent and Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, or Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles, and Dwayne Wade walk in the home, and they said, "Hey, look, here's the reasons why you need to come to Utah. There's a bad rap on Utah Jazz fans." Um, right now, a really bad rap on him after the rest of Westbrook situation, after this situation yesterday with the governor, there's a bad rap and you have a chance to, you know, bring in, you know, Dwayne Wade and say, Hey, look, we are building the community to be better, better. We want it to be better. And, and the the crazy part is Joe Johnson loved it here. Joe Johnson absolutely loved it here. Thabo Seth said he heard things against, you know, opponents that he would rather not have heard. But for the most part, it's been it's been good, and I think Dwayne Wade brings the free agency market to a higher, um, a higher standing cliff than where it was before. And I think he could help. I don't know how much of an impact it has, but I know it, it's going to improve it, not hurt it. Well, right.
5: And I think it it th- there have been some great moves that Ryan Smith was doing before, uh, and I think adding Dwayne Wade in, in the ownership group, I, I think that sends a strong signal around the rest of the NBA to current players and even future players like oh, you know, that, that actually might be a pretty cool place or a dope place to go. <laughs> you love it. Right? You love it, AJ.
3: I don't have time to babysit <laughs> both of you.
5: But what I found most interesting about this, I've had many people today say, Dwayne Wade, the Utah Jazz. Oh, right? I know. If he wanted to be an owner, why isn't he part owner of the Miami? Me heat? too. Me too. So here's a, some interesting series of tweets that went out after this announcement. This come from uh, General Partner, Managing General Partner, uh, Mickey Arison. I want to congratulate Dwayne on his recent announcement. We had discussed having him join our ownership group after his retirement, but he was not prepared to commit at the time. Of course, I am disappointed that he didn't reconsider. Having said that, I wish him good luck and much success with the Jazz. To me, Dwayne will
3: always be a Heat lifer. So time out. They had a discussion with him. He said he wasn't ready and then when he was ready, he's like I'm going to Utah. I'm going to Utah. Can you imagine the people I mean, in come Miami on, like, I know. Did we miss I, know this? I know. Right? Like what did we do wrong? How? Like maybe Chicago, like his hometown. Chicago, right? Miami, uh, maybe in LA where LeBron's at. I mean I know there's a lot of people who have their hands in the cookie jar there. But out of all the teams, like it still just doesn't really like set right with me. That Dwayne Wade and the Utah Jazz are now
5: connected. Recently, uh, ownership change happening in Minnesota, too.
3: Yeah,
5: uh, that's a good point. But uh, maybe they thought that uh, they just kind of lost contact, and they thought, well, he's not into it right now, and they just kind of got caught asleep. Flat-footed. Well, meanwhile, he's developing a relationship with Ryan Smith (laughs) over other things, and...
3: And how does Ryan Smith, like, get over there? Like, what, he's like, hey, have you uh, owned, ever owned a Qualtrics product? Let me tell you a little bit while you're at it. You know what? If you buy one, you can be a minority owner of the Utah Jazz. Like, what the fetch? How do you, how do you get a hold of Dwayne Wade, A, and then how do you get him to Utah, B, and then C, how do you get him to actually purchase a part of the team? None of it makes sense to me, Eric.
5: Well, look, Ryan Smith has been really big with this whole Silicon Slopes that's been going on in uh, Utah County and Southern uh, Salt Lake County. They've been hosting some high-level events for the yeah. last several years, bringing in a lot of really interesting people. And they connect with, with a variety of different people and a variety of different uh, uh, types of businesses and organizations. So they're making a lot of different connections. There's a lot that's going on in the state of Utah uh, beyond our borders. And uh, this is a really great indication of that, of uh, the, the fruit that's come, up, come of those conversations and relationships.
3: All right, so let me ask you the question. What kind of an impact can Dwayne Wade have on the franchise, you know, both as a team and maybe off the court um, with him now having a minority stake in, in the Utah Jazz?
5: Well, I think two things. First is, here's a guy who's a champion. He knows what it takes, takes to, to win. win a championship. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not just once on a flash of a, here's the, the planets aligned perfectly and we did it. He did it Once with a group, and then he did it again with another group. So he knows what it takes to win championships. And I think the other thing, too, is he has a very high level of of respect and credibility within the NBA today among current players. A lot of them look up to him. And so it's like, like I said before, he's part of the ownership. And if I'm a free agent, uh, they're the number one team in the NBA right now. They have an owner who is giving away a scholarship after every time they win a game. Now they have Dwayne Wade as a, as a part owner. That seems more of an attractive place for me to consider than perhaps I would have before. So I, I think it helps the Jazz in a lot of different ways. And I don't think they just went out and found Dwayne Wade like, hey, for our image, would you consider coming to be a part of our organization? Yeah. Oh, I think it's there was multiple things that went on there. His involvement with philanthropic, philanthropic uh, opportunities, his business acumen, his financial success. Uh, so I think there's a lot of things that come into play there. That's a
3: that's a big win for the Utah Jazz to get Dwayne Wade as part of the ownership. Yeah, I I, you, I think you said it so very well. And uh, the other part is, I mean, John Russell, by the way, texted into the show, what I like is Wade's ability to work with the egos. Keep in mind, he he won a championship with both Shaq and LeBron. Can you get any bigger egos? That's true, and Shaq has a ma- and still has a massive ego. <laughs> um, yes, but no, and, and that's a great point. But the other thing too is, like when Quinn Snyder, you know, is having practice, I, I don't think he's ever going to complain when Dwayne Wade wants to walk in and hang out. You know, maybe work with somebody, maybe work on George and how to properly shoot a basketball and dribble. Like an NBA player should. Um he knows how to shoot. Oh, don't stop this, Eric. He's got one of the better
5: three-point percentages in the NBA. Oh,
3: my. Listen to you. Uh, just listen to you. Statistics. Sixth man of the year, George Yang. Um, no, but like I, I think Dwayne Wade coming into the, uh, you know, and being a part of the Jazz can also help the on-court development as well for, for a lot of players in a lot of different ways, especially like the G, like the G League teams. Like, I mean, he wants to go watch a G League game and watch the Salt Lake City Stars and – Help those guys out, too. He could do that. I,
5: yeah, and I don't know how much of a role he'll play in, like, development and coaching. No, no, but no I'm just saying, he if he say, ever popped
3: in, though, like, you're not right. going to say, I mean, you're going to pick his brain. When he says something, people are going to listen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, Dwayne Wade or Dorman Mitchell, Dom Mitchell spoke to the media about an hour ago. We'll, we'll look up and see if we have any audio from that and um and see how he's doing. Again, he uh, sprained his right ankle, uh, came down uh, on somebody else's uh, foot, um, X-rays were negative, which is a positive and the MRI will be done tonight. And then after that, uh, we'll go from there and see where, uh, his status is in regards to when he'll be back to play. I'd imagine it'll be at least a couple weeks though. So, um, but the jazz again, get the win. They were down set, Eric, they were down 17. Okay. they were down. And I mean, they're just getting manhandled
5: cluster first half.
3: And then all of a sudden they turn around and as you mentioned in the first hour, they scored 37 points in the second quarter. They scored 42 points in the second half, which is, I mean, incredible. Rudy Gobert, a fun, I mean, just once again, Rudy Gobert was Rudy Gobert. Uh, 24 rebounds, what do you, 13 points, I think. Uh, 23 rebounds, uh, 13
5: points, four blocks, one steal, one assist.
3: <laughs> Holy. Joe Ingles was great. Bogdanovich was really good, especially in the second half. A lot of these guys turned it on in the second half. Um, and, good to see Clarkson back. Oh, my gosh, it's great. You know, even when he like took a transition, uh, and it was like a two-on-one break, and he took a 35-footer, I was like, it's really good to see you back, anyways. Um, so, do you think Joe Ingles gets to start? Yes, in Mitchell's place. Yep, I do. So, okay, yeah, you know, actually—that's a great question. Tell, talk through. Let's talk through the bench. Let's talk through the starters. Like Joe Ingles starts, Clarkson comes off the bench. Yep. But now you got a makeshift because we don't know if Favors is available tomorrow versus LA again. Uh two o'clock, I believe. Uh two uh, thirty game time. So you'll have pregame here on one oh six nine the fan. Um so you don't have to listen to Doris Burke and then you'll uh uh that game will be on ESPN, Lakers and Jazz. Um first uh first part of a two game set between the two teams. Uh they'll play on Monday again. But so if no Derek Favors, no Donovan Mitchell, and we don't know if Mike Conley will play the back end of that back to back either. Part uh, of me says he will because they're so shorthanded. So I guess
5: they asked Quint Snyder, and he, said, and he was kind of joking with the media. He says, What we do, you know, Rudy's got this crystal. Oh, geez. And we get together and we rub it and we ask it the uh, the question and we just see what it reveals to us. do you know what the worst part about. <laughs> no, do
3: you know what the worst part about Snyder cracking jokes? And I've interviewed him before, one on one and in groups. The worst part of it is you don't know if he's joking or not <laughs> because he doesn't go like, Haha, yeah, you know, we hold a crystal ball. It's like. We hold a crystal ball. Well, Rudy, we give it to Rudy. He rubs it. We rub it, and then we find out from there. And it's just straight face with that creepy right eye just staring at you. That's <laughs> wait, fake. Wait, wait, he, and then I'm like, "Are you being serious, Coach? Is that? Are, are you being real?" And there's just no answer. I mean, that, that's the thing. So maybe they do have a crystal ball. Who knows, Cody? What do you got? Oh, sorry, I, I thought you were going to say nope. something. Mm-mm. You stood up and you looked at me, and no, I thought you we were. We do gonna say need something. to take a break, though. Oh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, we'll get more jazz basketball talk. Aggies football screamers tomorrow at 2 o'clock. 1 o'clock gate's open. It's free. It's at the MAV. Yeah, uh, who
5: or, or any specific player, uh, position, or yeah. position group that you're going to be paying close attention to yeah. on Saturday? Yep. Let me we'll, get your thoughts on that on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Yeah.
3: Friday 5 Best coming up uh, as well here on 106. on FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
8: They can put your logo on it because that's what they do at the Logo Shop. They can put your logo on anything from pens and mugs to golf balls and clocks. The Logo Shop is also the place for your team shirts and uniforms. So if your team wants to look good, call the Logo Shop and order your team uniforms today. Colors, logo, and everything else looking just like you want it to. Get your team shirts and uniforms from the Logo Shop. Call them to get a bid or just drop by 40 South Main in Logan.
1: The Logo Shop. The Logo Stuff. The Logo Shop. The Riverwoods Conference Center would like to invite you to a show that aims to end the stigma of mental illness. Depression has one degree of separation. If you don't suffer, then someone you know does. This creative show is delivered by professional comedians, including Brad Bonner, who shares personal stories of hope, happiness, and triumph through laughter and tears. Don't miss this epic evening of stories around depression and suicide awareness that'll have you laughing and crying. Friday, April 16th, 7 p.m., Riverwoods Conference Center. Tickets are $15 at the door, or visit Cash Valley Comedy on Facebook. This is Larry at Larry's Pharmacies. Are you struggling with all your medicine? Did you take this morning's dose or not? We at
5: Larry's Pharmacy have the perfect solution. Let us help you organize your meds so that you take it exactly as your doctor prescribed for the most benefit. Just punch out the meds from the organized packets
0: at the clearly labeled time and you're done. This is a free service and a big help for those on many meds or who struggle to open and close bottles. We also offer free delivery service.
1: Stay well.
2: It's that first kiss, that moment.
1: Engagement season is in full swing, and Jarek's Fine Jewelry has been helping hundreds of couples find the perfect ring. If you are getting engaged, you have to come browse our collections. Sometimes you may find the perfect ring in just a minute, or we can help you custom create your own design. Oh, and with Mother's Day almost here, talk to us about designing the perfect mother's ring. Jarek's Fine Jewelry, make it special, make it Jarek's.
8: At Valley Office Systems, we want you to spring into spring and see more green with your first month's payment on us. Mention this ad to receive this special promotion.
5: Visit valleyofficesystems.com for details. Valley Office Systems, a service company
6: above all else.
0: Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
5: Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, intern Cody, keeping us on the air. Guild Mortgage Text Line, 435-339-0321. Uh, this one coming in from 9315. I think Aj sketch with his talk about George. What will he say about him when he helps us win in the playoffs?
3: He ain't going to help you win in the playoffs. Let me be very clear. He's he will not have, have a threes. major impact in the playoffs. Big
5: threes. He's going to come through. He'll be a hero. <laughs> Gosh. By the way, uh, Dwayne Wade made some comments to ESPN about being a minority owner with the Utah Jazz. Here's what he had to say: "Quote, this goes way beyond the dream I had to just play basketball in the NBA. I've seen Shaq do it in Sacramento. I've seen Grant Hill do it in Atlanta. I've seen Jordan doing it in Charlotte. If this partnership is going to be anything like my relationship is with Ryan, there are going to be a lot of things that I'll want to be involved in. Unfortunately, people in my community don't get this opportunity." and I do not take it lightly to have this opportunity. To make real change, this is where you have to be, at the top, and Ryan knows that. I'm thankful for him, and I, I know, too, that I bring a lot to this partnership outside of just my basketball
3: knowledge and skills. Which he does. Like, he's got a good business mindset. He's going to be really, really valuable for an owner who's new to this whole entire journey of taking over an NBA team. Dwayne Wade's going to have a lot of great knowledge. I mean, he worked with Pat Riley um, under Eric Spolster. I mean, and he was around LeBron James a ton, a lot. And um, I think there's a lot of business discussions between those two. And so Dwayne's got that, and now I think he's going to be able to utilize it. Some more from Ryan Smith about how this partnership developed. It says Dwayne has had a chance
5: to be part of so many different ownership groups if he wanted that. We've basically been in discussion from the time we closed on the team and how we can get this wow.
3: done. Wow!
5: Wow! Like I run my tech business, you want the brightest people around. There is a broad picture here. It's much more than just basketball. This league is the biggest platform that there is, and we ran toward that. This isn't a league where we came in saying, hey, this has gone somewhere we're not comfortable with. This is actually what we signed up for. We're the newest ownership group. We're the youngest. Dwayne's a perfect fit. It wasn't like he, we wanted more partners. That wasn't what we were trying to do. I want to work with Dwayne on and off the court on the business side, and so do our partners, because of who he is as a human being and what he's accomplished. Those are the kinds of people you want around. Close
3: quote. It's a mutual agreement. That's for dang sure. Hey, so a hands-on role, Eric. We I know. We, I know. We were just talking about you know, him maybe working with players or whatever. I mean, just and it wasn't like a, a consistency, but just. You know, if he walks into the gym, you're not gonna say, "Dwayne, please just go sit over there in the chair and don't do anything or touch anything, don't say anything." Don't care if you're a you know three time NBA champ. You, you like, there's just no way that happens. And Quinn Snyder, no way, lets that value go. And if he walks into a G League, gets SLC Stars practice, there's, they're not gonna sit there and say, "Hey, Dwayne, we can't have you here. Sorry, appreciate you coming out. Good luck to you."
5: Yeah, I guess uh, Dwayne Wade's had a strong relationship with Donovan Mitchell.
3: Oh, huge. They've been close to each other. Yeah, huge. A lot of
5: people have compared Donovan to Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne Wade says, I call him 2.0. There's a player similar to me. It's Donovan Mitchell.
3: What are the similarities between the two uh, on the court?
5: Uh, I think how they uh, he attacks the rim. How... Um, Just how he moves, I think their body sizes are similar. Um, How he, I think he's, Donovan has learned a few tricks. I saw an interesting tweet. Uh, There was a game the other day. Donovan did a juke and then a step back, sent his defender in the totally opposite direction. Yeah. And hit a three. And Dwayne Wade replied to that video like, yeah, it looks familiar. It's a move that he's done many times before. But apparently, they've spent a lot of time together. Uh, Dwayne Wade says that, uh, he wanted to ride in the car with me, go to the gym and shoot. Really wanted to pick my brain. Uh, he's on the short list of people who call me and talk for
3: hours. We've got a big brother, little
5: brother relationship.
3: That helps. And it's, again, when you come to free agency and you know, here comes Donovan, Joe, maybe Quinn and then Dwayne Wade That uh, that carries a lot of weight with it and that, that helps. And, and the great thing is Dwayne Wade's going to be able to help players evolve. I know I, I talk a lot about on-the-court stuff, but really, he can help players evolve, but then he can help like market guys too. He'll help market Rudy Gobert. He'll help market Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, don't, I don't think Joe wants anything to do with that stuff, but um, if he did, I'm sure Dwayne Wade could figure that out too. I, he's, he's just got such a bright mind in regards to business because he's been around the game for so long, and he knows the do's and don'ts. He knows the highs and lows, and he knows the warnings, the red flags, of working with other businesses or, um, you know, clients or whatever. That, I mean, people who want to sponsor you, he, he'll ask great advice. So Shaquille O'Neal is a part owner for the Sacramento Kings.
5: The other night on, on NBA on TNT. This ought to be good. They're talking about uh, – they, they do this to Shaq regularly. Like, they show a player and they say, okay, who is he? Who does he play for? And he'll, like, have a really hard time with a lot of these guys. He just doesn't pay attention. And a lot of them were Sacramento Kings players.
3: Guys are supposedly on his team. No way. <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's who, Sha- that's dude, who Jack Shack didn- is. Jack didn- Shaq didn't know anybody else on his own team when he's playing for the Lakers. <laughs> no. He's all like, Where's Kobe? Kobe, here, shoot it. Nice shot, Kobe. Uh, I- I'm Rick Fox. Kobe, great shot. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, uh, free agent Jabari Parker has agreed to a deal with the Boston Celtics. You want to talk about a career that went downhill as fast as his did. Wow. And yeah. and you know where it started? I mean, w- 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 there was the ACL injury, yes. But people can come back from an ACL injury. It started when he publicly went out during free agency and he was a hot item and said, I don't play defense. That's not why I'm on the court. That's when teams are like, beep, lights mm. off. Mm. And by okay, the way, at not. that time, and I can, I can tell you this with confirmation and, and 100% confidence, the Jazz were extremely interested in him until he said that. Right. And then they said, we're out. Yep. They were the first He was available. Out. Oh, yeah. And there would
5: have been an interesting connection there. He is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, it makes sense.
3: Bring him to Utah. And Lindsey loved his offensive work and said, hey, we can improve his defensive game. We're going to be golden. And then he's like, no, I don't play defense. Yeah, I don't do defense. And his agent just let him say it. And all of a sudden there was like a there was <laughs> like, like no, there was like a list of nine or ten it. teams, and I'd say all ten of them, no, all but one said, nah, we're good. We'll find it so we'll find somebody else. Yeah. No. Yeah. He is taking it's a really huge downfall. Bad. I don't know if he helps Boston. I don't even know if he does anything good for Boston. Hope he does. Wish him the best. But man, yeah. They they need help defensively more so than offensively.
5: Uh let, let's do this. Um do we need another timeout, or are we? Yeah, we do. We need we'll fit one more in. All right, let, let's call a quick timeout here. When we come back, let's let's continue to talk about the NBA before we shift to the Utah or the Utah State Aggies. Um, this was part of a discussion from earlier in the week. Um, who are the best defenders in the NBA right now? Who are the current best defenders in the NBA?
3: You have a George Ning on the list.
5: Friday five best. Uh, Also coming up on the other side, we'll get into the Aggie scrimmage coming up. Already had a few texts coming through. Uh, At the scrimmage tomorrow, the blue-white scrimmage, is there a particular player or position or position group that you're going to be keeping your eye on? I'd love to get your thoughts on that. We'll weigh in on it as well. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. Here's Chad Norton, the lawn doctor, with another tip for your lawn. It's been a wet cool crazy year for your lawn. Soil temperatures have been slow to warm up. Over the next few weeks you'll see weeds fight for space and try to take over your lawn. Dandelions pack about 200 seeds on each flower. Those seeds can blow up to five miles and live up to seven years. We can help you win the weed battle. Call the Lawn Doctor at 753-LAWN or go to LawnDoctor.com.
6: Another full-court press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at Franzen and Ajay Salveson at Ajay Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 106.9thefan.com or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Western Extermination is your simple solution for lawn care and pest control. Your yard is meant to be enjoyed without bugs like ants and wasps, mosquitoes, and spiders, plus rodents that chew up your lawn and garden. Western Extermination offers fertilization to keep your lawn green and healthy and to keep weeds away. If you have a problem with voles, you can count on Western Extermination to exterminate the problem. Ask about military and advance pay discounts. Western Extermination serves residential and commercial properties. Curb-to-curb services. Western Extermination has you covered. 512-0014. That's 512-0014 for Western Extermination.
10: There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Mountain and Castalite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop it and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile go where the pros go. Online at castalight.com.
0: The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
5: Eric and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Who are the best defenders currently in the NBA? Our Friday 5 best. 6891. If you ask Ben, he is the best defensive person to play in the league, but don't ask him to hit a jump shot. That dude is bad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Ben's really bad. Ben, here, okay, do you want to know what really irks me? Is that, like, in real life, Ben can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's about as worse of a shooter than George Nying. But... In NBA 2K 21, like, I leave Ben wide open and Ben goes six to 10 from deep. And it's like, excuse me, I baking powder. Okay, so who are the
5: Friday, on our Friday Five best, who are the best defenders in the NBA? Okay. Starting with number five.
3: Number five. You going or me going? Cody, what do you got?
5: Oh, I get to go first, huh? I, I got a hot one.
4: I love. Jimmy Butler at number five. Ooh.
3: Mm. I like that. He in, Athletic. Honestly, quick. He's a dog. Man. Aware, yeah, he really is. He's a dog. He loves to win. He'll get in your grill. Yeah. I like that. Good pick. Uh, I'm going to go number five, Jaleel Embiid. One of the better big men, if not the best big men, to be able to guard the perimeter and recover to the paint. I he really, really good at it. The one thing he does struggle is consistency and doing it on the court Every single minute he's on the court. If he could do that, he'd be your defensive player of the year almost every single year. And MVP. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He just he loses interest in playing defense sometimes because he doesn't get the ball on the other side. So yeah, do me.
5: Number five for me, Marcus Smart. The oh, Boston interesting. Celtics. Oh, really? Okay. He's perennially on the all defensive team. Uh, he's uh he's a guy that'll get in your grill and never leave you alone. Um, I love his defensive attitude. He'll throw his body into places. Sometimes he's injury prone because of that, but uh, he'll do whatever he needs to do to play great defense for the Boston Celtics.
3: I like that a lot. Cody, what's your number four?
4: I'm gonna go Joel Joel Embiid at number four. He's just uh, just absolutely rocking it both ends of the court.
3: So my number four is gonna be LeBron James. Um, I love what Dan said like even at age 36, right? Cody, 36, 37. Um he is still elite on both ends of the floor. Um and he is he is the smartest player on any court that he's on. He is the absolute smartest player. Like defensively, he's seen it for now 18 years of basketball and so nothing like nothing surprises him. He sees everything happen before it does. Um I would have LeBron James as my number four. Interesting.
5: I have Joel Embiid as my number four. Uh, for many of the same reasons which you've already detailed, it doesn't make sense for me to rehash all of those because you've already said them.
3: Okay, okay cool.
4: Number three? Number three, I'm going with Giannis. Uh, I'm going with Giannis a little bit because just the way that he kind of holds himself is in a defensive sense of the way. I, I like how he gets hot and he gets angry. Kind of in the same way that Jimmy Butler does when he does do it.
3: That's dope. Um, Numbers. <laughs> th- that's dope. You have wow. been waiting. Thanks to use that <laughs> number three. Ben Simmons. What? No. No. Uh, yeah. Well, how in the it, world it is, is my he in top, your top five. five? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's got a great that body size. That makes me size. question
5: everything else <laughs> about your top five.
3: <laughs> Why? Because Ben Friday Simmons is best. a great defender. Is he the best defender? No. Is he? a Great defender, yes. He can guard the perimeter really, really well. If he could hit a jump shot, he'd probably be in the MVP conversation. But he can still play defense well, uh, even when someone scores forty-two points on him. A majority of those shots are contested. Ben Simmons, my number four or number three.
5: All uh, right, my number three. I'm going with Clint Capella. It's with Atlanta. Uh, that's a team that's been re- kind of a re- resurgence, what's going on there. Trey Young's a big part of that offensively, but Clint Capella is the anchor defensively. Uh, whenever the Jazz play against Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert versus Clint Capella, it, they about negate each other. Uh, Capella has Rudy's number in a lot of these games. He's doing a great job. He uh, grabs a lot of boards, one of the best defensive plus-minus ratings in the NBA. He's my number three.
3: Cody, number two?
4: My number two, I'm going to LeBron James. The fact that he can get those defensive win shares and still do what he does at his age is quite remarkable. On the offensive
3: end, he's incredible. <laughs> he's a freak. He's the greatest athlete in our modern time. He's without pretty, a shadow of a doubt. It's pretty dope. He's just, man, I'm so woke right now.
4: You? <laughs> oh, that's a new one. That's pretty good.
3: Uh, okay, my number two is Clint Capella. Um his defensive rating, in fact I have it right here. His defensive rating right now I believe is second. It is second in the NBA as of today. He's playing 30 minutes a game, um holding his opponent to an offensive rating of minus -0.9A with a defensive rating of 4.85 in 49 games. The guy is a monster and by the way, he was a massive influence on Houston being successful that people never talked about. Clint Capella was yeah, awesome. it's true. And then he just never got enough credit. Because while everybody else was out there shooting threes and not playing any defense... He shut down
5: Gobert, by the way. Everything relied on him.
3: He gave Gobert all sorts of problems. Yeah.
5: So my number two is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, his length, his athleticism, his quickness, the fact that he can defend on the perimeter and in the post. Um, I mean, he's... A freak. They call him the freak for good reason, yep. uh, just from his talent and, and his ability. I think he's not as influential this year defensively as he was maybe a year ago or two years ago, but he's still in my top five because when he decides to go all defense on you, there's nothing you can do. No, there no, no way.
4: Yeah. Uh, my number one, self-proclaimed all-time defensive player of all time, Draymond Green. No, I'm just kidding. I'll go with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> wow, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Rudy. We all know why. I don't need to say.
3: So, my number one is also going to be Rudy Gobert. I left off Giannis. Giannis is taking a big step backwards. A huge step backwards. Ben Simmons right now is a better defensive Hang player on. than Hang Giannis on, onto Time team out.
5: Goal. Giannis isn't in your top five because you forgot to put him in your top five.
3: No, Giannis is in my top you You're feeling embarrassed. No. That no, you forgot about no, Giannis. No, no, no. You put I Ben didn't put,
5: Simmons
3: wait, in there <laughs> No, instead of Giannis. No, Ben Simmons is a better defensive player right now than Giannis Antetokounmpo is. Absolutely. If if you need one stop, okay? If you need one stop and you've got those Space Jam aliens with a laser beamer stuck to your head and you've got to get one stop or else you're going to get bazapped by them and you got to get one defensive guy, I'm going with Ben Simmons over... Giannis onto the Kumbo. all day. My number one's Rudy Gobert, and I think it's pretty obvious why.
5: All right, my number one is also Rudy Gobert. He leads in several different statistical categories, however you want to look at it. Either the uh, ESPN's real plus minus and defensive ratings per minute, um, uh, ratings, uh, you know, defensive impact on the court. Uh, you look at the athletic. And their defensive Raptor ratings, basketball references, about anywhere you go, any measurable metric about how a player impacts the game defensively, Rudy Gobert is number one. And he's usually number one by a healthy margin. And the way he impacts the game doesn't always show up in stats either. We saw it multiple times today. Guys would go into the paint, see Rudy there, and back out. That doesn't show up in the stat sheet. We don't see the stat sheet when the player had to change his shot because Rudy was there and put up a bad shot. So that's why Rudy Gobert is my number one defensive player. What are you laughing about over there? Well, He's like giggling over here,
3: and as I'm like yeah. giving this
5: impassioned. <laughs> reasoning because you know what, Ben Simmons is still good. why ben Simmons is, is going to win Defensive one. Player of the Year,
3: Ben Simmons is going to win it. Watch. He won't stop. Uh, stop. Anthony Davis
5: is a good defender, but he's just missed way too yeah, much time way, for yeah, me absolutely. to put him on my list. Yep,
3: absolutely. Couldn't agree more on that. And he could have been on that list too easily. Uh, if you got your defensive player of the year, you got some candidates. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh, three seven one two. Ajay giving Cody crap about his
5: vocabulary. And then Ajay says, "Do you know what irks me?" Yeah,
3: irks. My my mom taught me that word, so it's an old one.
5: All right, we've got a couple more texts coming through about Aggie football. We'll get into that. If you want to weigh in on who you think the best defenders are in the NBA right now, 435-339-0321. Or if you want to weigh in on what you're going to be looking for at the Aggie scrimmage coming up tomorrow afternoon, we'd love to hear that as well on the Guild Mortgage text line. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press.
4: For more than a century, couples have shopped at Essie Needham Jewelers for their diamond engagement ring. We have the largest selection of exclusive engagement rings in the area. Also, with the use of -of state-of-the-art technology, we're able to custom make with precision the ring of your dreams. You'll be able to work with our award-winning jewelry designer, Joseph Needham. You will also enjoy a vast selection of loose diamonds, allowing you to choose an affordable price range. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock.
1: The Cash Valley Media Group is looking to hire an administrative assistant slash traffic director. Duties include answering and directing calls, greeting public, data entry with a high level of accuracy, and daily scheduling of radio and digital messages. Must be computer literate, knowledge of Excel and Word, have basic accounting experience, the ability to multitask, learn and understand new software, a self-starter and work well with others. Previous media experience is a plus but not required. Pay based on experience, benefits and training provided. All inquiries kept confidential. Send your resume to jobs at cvradio.com. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event is back. This year's prices are some of the best they've seen. In an effort to keep everyone safe, Earth Day will look a little different this year, running the entire week of April 19th through the 24th. Earth Day will only be held at Valley Recycling's facility at 145 North, 10th West. To limit overcrowding and to keep wait times minimal, appointments are required to drop off your recyclables. Schedule your appointment online at valleymetalrecycling.com. Snacks and cold drinks will be available. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event, April 19th through the 24th. For prices and drop-off appointments, visit valleymentalrecycling.com.
4: This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Earth Day is coming up. We have some laundry units that are less stressful on the environment, energy efficient, and won't be in a landfill in two years. Our Maytag front load washers use less water and clean amazingly well. Plus, get $20 off our Earth-friendly Excelsior laundry detergent with a purchase of select laundry pairs. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's, West on Airport Road.
1: See
9: Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson.
0: The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
5: Eric France and I.J. Salveson. Ben Simmons, easily.
3: Uh, I don't see it. Well, I don't see his name on that ESPN list either. Oh wait, he's a one thirty something? That's nice. Good for him. Uh
5: Giannis is like one hundred thirty three yep. on this these metrics. There you go. And I haven't even found Ben Simmons yet. <laughs> I ben. Keep
3: scrolling. <laughs> Still I gotta keep keep I'm, scrolling. Next page. next page. Wait, next page. <laughs> next page. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, that thing's messed up anyway. Oh, anyways. there he is. 231. It has a, uh, it has a glitch in it. 231. Uh, Eric Francis, A.J. Southison, Cody Olson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. Uh, Aggie football scrimmage tomorrow, 2 p.m., 1 p.m. The gates open. Uh, looking forward to hear, You know, seeing this team um, after a few more practices, what we get in regards to the fast-paced offense, what the defense looks like, or who's playing maybe the hybrid position and what that defensive will look like. I'm not, you know, if they have a hybrid backer like they have, they have before, um, we a lot of questions to be answered here. I'm excited to see what we got.
5: Um, let's get to the the text line. The yes, yes, text yes, absolutely. that have been coming through. This is from 3426. Defense and offensive line. Or are we going to have a quarterback running around like a chicken with its head cut off oh, yeah. on offense? No, that's or a great defense, point. Are we going to look like the screen door in a hurricane?
3: Yep, (laughs) good description. Yeah, I love that description, and it's true. Like it's true. Like, I mean, it was a like a fart in the wind, and all of a sudden, everyone just kind of blew open, and there was the running back going seventy-five yards for a touchdown. And then we just had no protection last year, zero. It was not. It wasn't good. Less than zero. Yeah.
5: Uh, let's see. A question? Uh, Did I hear that from nine three one five? Did I hear that a former kicker for the Aggies is signed the uh, Canadian
3: Football? Yeah, Dominic Everly is now signed and playing. Is will be playing Canadian Football League now.
5: Excuse me. I thought you. What? Who did you say?
3: Dominic Everly. Oh, don't pronounce his name. No, that's when he was actually playing. It's dominant. No, it was at Utah State. It is is no longer here. It's important that we say his name right on Canadian.
5: (laughs) Nine three one five also adds. I think George is number six or seven by the end of the NBA session, maybe. <laughs> Look what you've done to him.
3: You've Wait, totally, absolutely like. Ma- Paul George? Manipulated his brain. Or George, George Paul. D. What do you think? What do you think? Paul George is. He's, he's a up worshiper there. of Eric Franson, so what do you think? <laughs> uh,
5: For the Aggie scrimmage tomorrow, I too am going to be paying attention to the line. What kind of protection do they give to the quarterback? Yeah. And. Uh, I still am unsettled about what the quarterback situation is going to look like for Utah State.
3: Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, I wonder who will get more, like big reps. You know, number one reps will Peasley, will Cooper. Will they just split those reps? Um, will they? And 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 the thing is, I want to see Peasley be better. He has to be better. He was not great in the first scrimmage. He was actually very poor in the first scrimmage. See what he looks like in this one. If he can fare a little bit better than he did last time.
5: Yeah, what kind of progress is being made? Yeah, with different groups. I some of the things that I saw out of wide receivers. I'd like to see more than just Devin Tompkins. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great but way to put it. Who else it. is a good option out there?
3: Yeah. Uh, who is playing the slot? I don't remember who's playing the Was it Jordan Nathan? Jordan Nathan. He's back in the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, running game, I thought was actually productive. I if you want to see who gets the bulk of the carries as well. Noah, DHC. Monday, Henry Cole. Yeah. yeah no, and they, they, I think that, no, it was actually just Noah and DHC pretty much who was getting the majority of the carries, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Majority. Um, linebackers, I mean, I think, is, is Metsy still there? Yep. So that's one.
5: Yeah. Uh, you know, this, um, the, the returning players, understanding the new concepts, how well do they fit in? Mm-hmm. Are they still going to be the featured players or do they not fit this system? Do they not match what the coaches are asking? There's a lot of experience on this team coming back. Oh, there's so much. And some added experience. It's huge. that's injected
3: into it as well. I want to see Savon Scarver be a bigger part of the receiving room. I want to see him get open. Ooh, yes. I want to see him make plays. I just want to see Savon Scarver be better. Um, And and, and, and that's that's the biggest thing. Are we had a break, Cody? No, we are good to the end. Okay. Um, I want to see uh, – yeah, I want to – No, s- but
5: I'm with you. We have this – we know what Savon can do in the open field on a, on a kickoff return. And I think there's a lot of us thinking, we would love to see that on a
3: passing route. He's yeah. got the speed, but we didn't really see it. Yeah, I want to see him utilize it like a downfield threat. That's what I'm hoping to see. Yeah, can we go vertical? Hey, is that McGriff still with us or is he gone? Oh, Ooh, that's a really good question. I guess we'll find out tomorrow, huh? I don't remember. We'll look at the roster sheet. Him. I don't remember seeing him either. Last time we were there. Yeah. He was a tall kid, big kid, good size, but I didn't see him at the last scrimmage if I remember right. But the last scrimmage, we were a little distracted too with Craig Smith news. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, nobody's mind. A lot of people's minds weren't there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Who do you... Defense, I felt like, dominated the majority of that scrimmage the first time. Would you agree?
5: Yeah, and I think that's fairly typical to be honest. Yeah. Uh I think that early on in a team's practices and their and their schedules, the defense will usually and should usually lead first. Mm-hmm. You know, offense is more timing and understanding routes and things like that. And that usually takes a little bit more time to get connected and developed. Uh defense, they're just chasing after guys and hitting guys hard. Yeah. It's it's more than that. But <laughs> But that's, that usually happens earlier and quicker. So it, doesn't, it didn't surprise me that the defense was ahead of the offense. But I'm with you. I want to see how the offense has grown and developed. We've got a lot of bright offensive minds on the staff. Sure. I want to see how it's coming together. And how they move to do things quickly? How quickly do they go to the line? And can they extend a drive? Or is it going to be quick, three and out, then you're switching out again?
3: Yeah. And then the other thing, I mean, by the way, I've enjoyed watching our defensive backfield so far. When you want to talk about experience, they got it back there. They're going to be really, really good again. They created some nice takeaways last time. Yeah, I know Peasley kind of telegraphed. Some of those
5: were really easy Yeah, Peasley
3: telegraphed one of those for a six, but for the most part, I mean, they're just really good. But there's
5: some others that they just made a great play, a great break on the ball, and uh, just got there the right time.
3: Yeah. So, spring scrimmage at uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock gates open. Uh, Eric will be there. I'll be there. Cody will be there, actually, as well.
5: Yep. By the way, one last thing before we go. COVID is still very much a real thing. Uh, Lacrosse game today between, I think, Bear River and Green Canyon postponed because COVID protocols within the Bear River lacrosse team. Mm. So the mask mandate has gone away, but it doesn't mean we can be careless and be stupid. Yeah, It's still very much a real thing. There are people who still can and are getting sick. So let's still be careful and be mindful because it can still affect sports. And our other gatherings. So By the way, I think just, they're saying you. Yeah, heads up I think up on saying you stuff. need to wear
3: masks tomorrow. If I read a press release right from Doug Hoffman, I don't know if that's if just. If you some, attend the scrimmage? Yeah, that you would require. You need to wear a mask if That uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah,
5: it, it, it'll be a gathering of more than fifty people. Yeah,
3: so even though it is that.
5: outside, but
3: yeah. So again, that's at two o'clock tomorrow. One o'clock gates open. Um should be uh, should be fun. The weather's supposed to be really decent. It should be nice. I know today hasn't been stellar, but I think tomorrow should
5: be like highs in I'm the I'm not uh, trusting my weather app 50s. anymore.
3: Hey, uh, what are you watching this weekend? Uh, I mean, you've got spring scrimmage, Jazz Lakers. I mean, that pot, by the way, my Braves won today, so I'm already up 1-0 on you. Looking for a game two You're win. up 2-0 on me. Because that hockey game last night.
5: Okay, well, in the Brave Total series... was five. In the Brave
3: series, I'm already up 1-0, so... Yeah, uh window. Yeah, so if I get another win tomorrow. Chicago I win that one. Chicago just looks
5: so uninspired right now.
3: Yeah. They've looked uninspired since they won the World Series. <laughs> it's what happens when you win... A, see, like teams like that in Philadelphia, they win a World Series, and they're like, we're done. We're out. We did it. We did it. We're good. Check it off the list. Hey, big thanks to Dan Clayton for joining us today. Great stuff. Again, you can find that on a podcast. We'll post it immediately after the show. Big thanks to Cody Olton doing a great job running the board. Thanks to uh, uh, thanks to uh, all you for listening to Gil Mortgage. For France and Amade Salves, you've been listening to another edition of the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. See ya.